Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Hope you guys are having a great week, half the week. Uh, really, the, the the summit of the week here, right? Um, or the dip, depending depending on your perspective. Uh, but uh, right in the middle of the week, hump day. Um, so glad you guys are on. We are uh, in the second week of Easter, so second week after Easter. We're reading through uh, some readings in Daniel, First John, and the Gospel of John, and uh, it's been good. Some good stuff. And so today we are back in Daniel chapter 2, uh, verses 17 through 30, then over in 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, and then John chapter 17, 20 through 26. Yeah, good stuff. Welcome, everybody. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Diana, Mark. Welcome, everybody. All right, let's jump to it, y'all. Let's, uh, let's dive into Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, beginning at verse 17. You know what we do? Come on, say it together, wherever you are. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. All right. Um, Daniel 17, beginning at, uh, no, false. Daniel 2, beginning at verse 17. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah. Remember, uh, Nebuchadnezzar wanted Daniel to uh, not only interpret his dream, but to tell him what the dream was. That's no small task. Uh, so he went back to his friends. Daniel returned to the house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from God, from the God of heaven, concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Did you notice that they turned to God? He urged them to plead for mercy from where? From the God of heaven. You know, it's it's good to have some people that uh, can give you some prayer cover, huh? You got something going on? Hey, I got a meeting, man. Could you guys, uh, could you, could you go to prayer for me around two o'clock? I'm going into this special meeting or, hey, can you go into, can you guys, just uh, pause and pray for me. To, I'm going into surgery tomorrow at four or whatever. It's man, it's awesome to have some people who can go in to do some prayer cover. That's what Daniel was doing. He's like, hey, 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 brothers, uh, I need y'all to pray. I need y'all to pray for, to the God of heaven uh, so that he can, he'll help us. Some of you today, you may, some of you today may just need to call for some prayer cover. I got this appointment. I got this situation. I got these things going on. Can you uh, can you give me some prayer cover? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Daniel believed in the power of prayer. Believed in the that the God of heaven could do something and would do something. That's why we do this, right? Morning prayer. 
We started this during the during the season of COVID, 2020, to come together to pray because we believe God would give us peace, would give us wisdom, would give us uh, uh, His presence, give us uh, peace, and He did. Praise God. Um, during verse 19, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Wow. So see, look. They prayed, and now God's going to show, give Daniel a vision. That's what happens. You know, sometimes we've got to pray, and then what? Look for the answer. Look for the hand of God. Look for what God's saying. Um, hey, Katie, good morning. Amanda, good morning. Christine, welcome, everybody. Charlea, welcome. Um, yeah, so you pray, and then, then you, you know, you're expecting God to answer because God hears and cares, and so you start looking. So interestingly, Daniel asks his friends to pray, and watch this, verse 19, during the night a mystery was revealed to Daniel. God answered his prayer. Then Daniel praised. Now watch. What? That's a beautiful thing right here. This is like full circle. They prayed. They expected. Then when God answered, they praised. Hmm. Come on. Sometimes we don't close the loop, right? I know I have many times I don't close the loop. I'll pray for something, and then God answers it, and I just zip on by. And you got to wait. And then and sometimes I forget. Sometimes I permanently forget. Or sometimes days, weeks later, man, you know what? God came through. He deserves some praise. Somebody, somebody this morning, somebody on this podcast, you, you, God, God deserves your praise for something. You've been you had been praying for this last week, two weeks ago, last month. You've been praying for something, a breakthrough in a situation, and the truth is, you never came back around and gave God praise for it. Been there, come on. How many of us have ever done that? I've been there. But here we see Daniel. He asks his friends to praise it. He's in a predicament. He's got a situation. He needs God's intervention. He goes to his friends and said, "Hey, man, I need some prayer cover. Can y'all pray and pray that God does something here?" And then, lo and behold. God gives him a vision at night, and Daniel closes the loop. What does he do? He goes back and gives praise to God. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changed, changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness, and lights and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Wow. That's what they needed, man. They needed a breakthrough. They needed God to answer. They need, that, how, how else... You know, save a uh, supernatural intervention word from God. How are they ever going to discern what Nebuchadnezzar's dream was? One thing to interpret the dream once they give you the dream, but no, you're not even given the dream. You got to know the dream and the interpretation. How how's that going to happen without the intervention of God? Some of us face situations, right? Like this is not. I can't see this working out. Save the intervention of God. God's got to do something. Hey. That ain't too big for God. That's why we believe in the power of prayer. 
We bring it to the God. To God, what is he? he? He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises them up. He gives wisdom to the wise. How many of us need wisdom right here? He gives knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. And Daniel gives him straight up prayer. He has made known to us the dream of the king. Make no mistake. It's not Daniel's like it's not my creativity. It's not my intuition. It's not my personal uh, humanistic aptitude. No, this is super. Not God gave us this. Man. Verse 24. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the king, execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. That's some confidence, man. <laughs> How many of you ever had like I think I think God told me that? I think what I think I got a word from the Lord. I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure. Uh, but I think I got a word from the Lord. Um, here, Daniel, he got he's comp. This is a word from God. Like this, I, I there's no question. I'm going to the king with it. So somebody got you got to be confident enough to in in what you've heard to say I'm taking this to the king because I know I know this is from God. You got to be you got to be you got to have some some confidence that that was from God. So he says, take me. He says, Arioch, take me to the king, man. I got I I have a word. Verse 25, Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man along from among, I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But look, ooh, ooh. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. Mm. It's like Nebuchadnezzar, you've asked the impossible. You, 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 you're, you're requesting the impossible. No human being can do. Nobody, they, they can, they can fake it. But there's no human being that can authentically, truthfully do what you just asked to be done. But I want to tell you something. There's a God that I serve that does routinely the impossible. So Daniel just straight up went. I mean, he, show, he Daniel is showing us how to live the spirit-filled life right here. We face situations that are beyond us. We go to prayer. We get brothers and sisters in, to pray, intercede. We go. We trust God. We look for the answer. God answers because He does. We give God praise for what He's answered. We go in confidence with that answer. We go. We walk in step with the Spirit in confidence. And then what do we do? We give glory back to God at every occasion. So here, right in the presence of the king, he's like, I want before we I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what the, I'm gonna tell you your dream. But before we even get there, King Nebuchadnezzar. Now he's not talking to a peasant, he's talking to a king. But he, before we even get there, Nebuchadnezzar, I need to tell you something. God did this. It ain't me. God did this. There's a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. So he's like, God, God's working on you, man. Like the reason you this dream troubled you is because God's stirring your heart. That's God moving in your heart. The same God that revealed to me the answer of what the dream was about is the same God that was, uh, was stirring you at night. Man, some of us maybe last night, We've been stirring. You know, it could have been the Lord. 
could have been the Lord. Sometimes God stirs us at night. Sometimes, I don't know why at 3 o'clock he does that, but he does. It's only 3 o'clock, at least in my life. 3, 3.30, God going to stir. And then I can't go back to sleep until I write it down. I got it, Lord. I got it, Lord. Write it down. I got it. So Daniel says, the things that uh, were being stirred in your heart and in your mind were by God. Uh, verse 29, we're reading through verse 30. As your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things to come, and the revealer of mysteries showed you who's the revealer of mysteries, God. God is. The revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. Verse 30. As for me, the mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have great wisdom or greater wisdom than anyone else alive, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation that you may understand what went through your mind. Mm. Wow. So Daniel, man, Daniel's humble, right? He's like, I was revealed, I was shown this, but it's because God's trying to speak to you. God's just using me to try to speak to you. Mm. Sometimes God will use us to speak to other people, right? Some of us like, I, some of us like, I just feel like I just feel like I, I need to be God to you. <laughs> tell you what you need to do. <laughs> I wish more people would just ask me. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna tell you what the Lord's telling me to tell you. You need to stop it. <laughs> but it is true. Sometimes God does use us to speak the word to someone else. And sometimes we're giving given a word for someone else. We gotta walk, we gotta walk gently and humbly in that moment. Right, we can't be arrogant, but sometimes there's just a, and sometimes we just have to offer that word to people. Like, you know what? I've been praying, and you've got to be praying about, it, right? Like, I've been praying about the situation uh, that you told me about, and here's what I'm sensing. See if this makes sense to you. That's how I usually approach those situations. I don't approach those situations. God told me to tell you. I don't. I don't go that way. But I'll do this. Uh, I've been praying about it a lot and thinking about it a lot and kind of seeking the counsel of God about it and. Um, See if this makes sense to you. So here's what I, here's what I'm sensing, and let them let them discern it, right? Let them discern whether that's uh, that that resonates with their spirit or not. Yeah, sometimes God will give us words for, like that for people. All right, let's go over to First John, First John chapter two, verses twelve through seventeen. Looks like I got some friends who also get stirred up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> three three thirty. <sighs> I know. Well, well, know that you're not alone then. Know that you're not alone. <laughs> there's, there's, there's other folks being stirred at 3 o'clock in the morning too. Um, 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. For I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Hmm. That's why our sins are forgiven. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Three o'clock in the morning. I see that hand. I see that hand. Um, <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, your sins are forgiven be on account of his name. Oh, that's kind of that's beautiful. Our sins are forgiven on account of his name. Hmm. On, the, on the account of the name of Jesus. That's awesome, man. For I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. 
I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. It's a beautiful little uh, poem there, right? John is speaking um, affectionately to the church as children, as, as, a, as a family, fathers, sons, children. Um, I'm writing you to encourage you because your sins are forgiven because of his name. You, you've known him from the beginning. Young men, I, I'm encouraging you because you've overcome the evil one. Verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. Whoa. Hold on. What, what, what is he saying? Because well, Wait a minute. Because John, John, same guy, wrote, for God so loved the world. Now he's telling us not to love the world or anything in the world. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Now the world here is talking about the um, basically the things that are carnal, right? Things that are fleshly, things that are uh, consistent with the principalities and powers and the spiritual wickedness of this world. The uh, the wickedness, the evil that it, that pervades the world. Don't love that. Don't love that. Don't love the the. Uh, don't so love the material that you forget the spiritual. Uh, don't become too attached to this physical world uh, because it's temporary. Uh, don't don't uh, don't let the philosophies and um, and biases and uh, opinions of this world. Uh, don't love them too much. Don't 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 fall in love with them. Don't be be stuck on them. Um, so when we talk when he talks over about in John chapter three of the gospel, for God so loved the world, he's not talking about principalities and powers. He's not talking about spiritual wickedness. He's talking about people. We love people, the world, people of the world. He loves the whole people of the world. Um, but we're we're not called to love the principalities. We're still we're called to love people, but we're not called to love the uh, the philosophies of this world, the ideologies of this world, um, because the prince of darkness is the one who reigns here. The prince of darkness is the one who influences a lot of what goes on in this world. Um, and so we don't we don't we don't love the world or anything in the world. We got to realize that we're not from this place. We are. Our uh, home and citizenship is in heaven, in the kingdom of God, with Jesus. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. If you love this world too much, you're gonna miss. You, you're, you're 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 missing love for the Father. What are we reading? Verse seven, verse sixteen. Two more verses. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. And the pride of life, there, that tells you what love of the world is right there. What's the love of the world? It's this thing. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So there, right there, he tells you, why, why, why does God not want us to love the world? Because it's not going to last. It's not eternal. It's not permanent. And what is the lust of the flesh? Those those selfish desires, selfish uh, desires for um, uh, to fulfill the desires of the flesh, right? Lustful desires. 
uh, lust of the eyes, the, the, the want for more, the want for, uh, to covet, uh, to have bigger, better, uh, uh, <laughs> which, which I just got a new truck. So that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> the Lord, Lord, the Lord trying to convict me right now. <laughs> oh, but, but let me just, let me just, let me just say, let me just say, it wasn't because I wanted a bigger truck because I loved my truck. It was really hard to let go of my truck, by the way. It was hard, but we got this travel trailer and my little truck is, the, it just can't pull it. It's got the small V6 engine. It just was too small. So, but anyway, anyway, but that desire for bigger, better. And it's in me too, man. I tell you, I have to, I have to watch it because it is in me. That's the lust of the eyes. That's, that's, the, that's the, the lust of the eyes. Oh, I want what they have. I want one like theirs. I want a bigger one than theirs. That's the lust of the eyes. Don't love that stuff. That stuff can, can, can rip, you, rip you apart. The pride of life, the arrogance of humanity, the arrogance of, like, of self-sufficiency. That's the pride of life. Don't love this world, man. Don't love this world. <laughs> I know everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. Um, the people at the the team, my staff, they they all knew it. When I was when I we were gone last week, they were they were talking about how long it would take for me to get a new truck. <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm pre I'm pretty much an open book. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, God's still working on me, y'all. <laughs> the Lord's still working on me. Oh man. It is a weakness, man. I'm telling you, cars and like, um, yeah, cars and vehicles, they're a weakness, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, so <laughs> don't <laughs> the world and its desires are passing away. That, tr that new truck going to pass away, man. That thing going to rust like, like you ain't ever seen in years to come. It's going to end up in a, in a junkyard somewhere one day, have, hopefully after I've used it sufficiently. But we can't put our hope in that stuff, man. Stuff that stuff is that stuff is uh temporal. It's uh it's not eternal. It's uh in the grand scheme of things insignificant. So let's read let's see what Jesus says. He's gonna pray for us right here. Man, we need it. <laughs> he, we need it. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. Yeah, I got a new truck. I'm just glad my wife got two jobs. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Christy. And she ain't listening probably, but I just want to thank you for having two jobs. <laughs> Lord, 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 thank you. Lord, thank you for giving my wife two jobs. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh, that's funny. Oh, goodness. Yeah, man, we have to say no to things. That's how. I mean, for lusting for bigger and better is we just have to say no. We have to learn to say this word. This, this is how we stop, right? This is how we stop. And not that I always do it, but this is how you do it. I'm going to tell you the answer. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, I'm still working on implementing the, the answer in every situation. But here's the answer to, uh, to coveting. It's learning this word, enough. It's enough. And if we, and if we can get there, that's, this is enough. But I'm going to tell you right now, my truck wasn't enough. It was, it was struggling. But in general, generally in, you know, 
I have enough money. I have, an, I, have enough, my house, I have enough square footage. I have enough yard. I have enough. I have enough. Learning to say enough and accepting it uh, is a spiritual discipline, and it's, and it's spiritually uh, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Food. I have had enough. I'm still eating cake. I had enough cake. I had enough, y'all. Somebody today, somebody today, maybe you're with me, maybe today, you got to just say enough. It's enough. It's enough activity. I've got enough money. I've got enough room. I've got enough space. Um, so some of you you're eating breakfast right now. You just got to tell you, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> I'll tell you what I haven't had enough of, coffee. I need one more cup of coffee today. Anyway, let's hear Jesus pray. We need Jesus to pray for us. Uh, John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. My prayer is not for them alone, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you in, in me and I in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. So our unity, I'm going to be preaching on this Sunday, actually, because um, it's about the family of God, about relationships. The way the world knows that we are his disciples is our love for one another. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. You got to love the family of God. People that say, I love Jesus, I don't love the church. They ain't read John 17. They have not read John 17. They are, they are not, or they are ignoring it. Because dear Jesus, I love Jesus, but I don't care about you need to read John 17, because that's Jesus praying that the that for the church that you would be one. And how and, and it's in, and not only is it it's uh, integral for you to be one with the church. It's it's uh, essential to your witness to the world that you're one. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me. Uh, wait, then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. On hand, aren't you glad to know that? Jesus wants us to be with him. Wow. This reminds you of John 14, that where he goes, he goes to prepare a place for us. Why? Because where he is, we can be there. He wants us to be there. Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am, and I see and see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, why do we call God Father? Because Jesus did. You're like, well, if God isn't a man. Well, no, he's not a man. God's spirit. But why do we call God Father? Because Jesus did. <laughs> why don't we call God Mother? Because Jesus didn't. <laughs> Is God male or female? No, of course not. God's spirit. But Jesus, when he taught us to pray, uh, how should we pray? When the disciples asked, how should we pray? The first thing's out of his mouth, our Father. So here again, verse 25, righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know you, and they know that what you, they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them. Man, isn't, isn't that glorious that Jesus makes known God to us? I have made you known to them. And will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Wow. 
Jesus himself lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a beautiful. Man, you could just meditate on John 17, just those verses, 20 through 26. This, uh, this unity of the body of Christ, this desire of Jesus for us to be one, the desire of Jesus to be with us because he loves us, the desire for Jesus, the desire Jesus has for us to see his glory, right? Because he knows that we are serving him without having seen his full glory. He's like, I, I want them to see my glory. And this idea that Jesus reveals God to us because he is God in flesh. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, you guys, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray. And uh, that we, uh, that we would, that we would um, not be driven by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, but that we would um, not love the world or anything in the world that is our deepest affections, would be captured by Jesus, by the holy, by the good, by the eternal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for um, loving us uh, in our weaknesses and our frailties and our um, inconsistencies. Thank you, Lord. God, help us to, to not be captured by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Help us to have, be discerning about it when we are being tempted to have our affections drawn towards temporal, earthly things. Help us to see it and be aware of it. God, we pray that our heart would be fixed on you, that we would love you and love things that are good and true and noble and right. God, and that by doing that, we would be a witness to our world a witness of your goodness and your grace and your love and your mercy. God, we pray for your church that we would be one, that we'd be united, that we would love one another well so that the world would know that you, Jesus, were sent by the Father. God, I pray for my friends today. I pray you would bless them and encourage them. May you show them uh, your love and grace real good today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys so much. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Um, take a minute to like this, subscribe to this. Share it. Take a minute to share it. And uh, really appreciate that. You guys have a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back at it tomorrow on Thursday. You guys have a good day. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.